Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Mary Charles Howard, and I'm the executive director of the Georgia Hallow Trail. We're a nonprofit. Well, this is a story we could title Why Not? Right? The Atlanta Beltline is scheduled for completion within the next year. It started as a master's thesis from a Georgia Tech grad student. And after I saw Matt Kempner's piece of the Sunday AJC over Labor Day weekend, I'd like you to meet another dreamer with a plan. Mary Charles Howard. Hi, Mary Charles. Hey, how are you? I'm <laughs> great. It's so good to talk to you. And I love the opening line you had for the Swainsboro Exchange Club recently, one of many talks you've been giving about this. Who am I and what is the Georgia High-Low Trail? How about it? Yeah, yeah. Well, and it was interesting at the Swainsboro Exchange Club, you know, some of the men, I went to the meeting not knowing, I didn't think I was going to know anyone, but actually one of the men in the room was an old friend and his daughter had named her daughter Mary Charles. (laughs) So it was very interesting and and it was a friendly crowd. So um, they did not mostly know about the Georgia High-Low Trail. And so I just kind of got into it about you know, I'm from Sandersville, a really small town nearby, and have this big idea to, in my um, mind, to revive our small town and many other small towns like ours by bringing a trail through it. And I know that seems very abstract, but most people who I tell in these small towns say, we needed this 30 years ago. Wow. Well, if it comes to fruition... It would be, what, the longest paved trail in the United States? You know, How long would it be? Who would use it? And why pave it? Right. So 211 miles is the approximate length of what we've estimated. Now, we're still nailing down what that'll be. Um, right now, the details of where we're putting this trail are we want to get model mile sections in each of our little towns to start to show what that trail will look like. And the topic of why is it paved, you know, that is because I think about how I would like to use the trail. The whole reason it started was because I moved from Athens back to my small town of Sandersville and didn't realize I was giving up my trails. And I used to ride on the road, but in that time between moving from Athens and Sandersville, I had children. So now I felt like I was stuck at home with a one-year-old. And there was no way I was going to get my bike out with the trailer and put my one-year-old in the back of the trailer on a busy road, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's why I thought, you know, this needs to be paved if everyone's going to be able to use it. And you're going through so many small towns. That's why it needs to be paved throughout so that older people, um, people who use wheelchairs, people with children, kids learning how to use bikes, everyone can use it. Well, of course, the uh, the um, Silver Comet Trail, 61 miles, What that's the longest continuous paved trail in, in Georgia now, and it's wildly popular. And, well, how would you see it benefiting the communities uh, between Athens, Sandersville, and Tybee Island? Right. Well, you know, my hope for this trail is what other trails have seen come true. Um, it's that these small towns, you know, there's not much 
in the small town presently for people to do. Um, it's the economics of town. You know, a lot of people want to open up a brewery or a bakery or a coffee shop, but who's going to use it? You know, people have gotten so used to not even having a place that nighttime dine. People don't, you know, you're just used to not having anything. And so people don't go out. They don't get out in the community. And what the trail does is it brings people out of their homes. It brings the community onto the trail. It gives people a reason to start a business, to not move away, to raise their family here, because now there's something for them to do with their kids. There's a reason that they could start their own business. And it brings the community out coming together again. Because in the country, even though it kind of seems like maybe we're Mayberry out here, it really feels very separated because people are in their cars just going to do their things. And we never really get a chance to see each other because we don't have playgrounds. We don't have places where people just have a common space to see each other. Well, it's worked in, in other parts of the country when they do these kinds of things. Where are you now with the project? And do you have a feel for how much it'll cost? Yes. So where we're at right now is working with the PATH Foundation to complete our concept master plan. So that's the first piece that we need to go after funding, um, state funding and federal funding. And so that concept master plan shows us, like I was saying, these model mile projects. So it's a, a mile that stands as a model in each of these towns. We go ahead and get that built so that people can go ahead and start using it, see what it is. You know, a lot of people in some of these small towns have never seen a trail like this. They can't really understand what that looks like, what that feels like, why it would do any good for the community. So if we can go ahead and get a mile or two miles or three miles built um, so that people can go ahead and start using that, that's what we're aiming for right now. So that's where that concept master plan is getting us at, is these model miles. So we can, you've got to have a plan to submit with grant applications. So we'll have that by the end of this month. And the estimation on the cost is a million dollars a mile. And I know that sounds expensive, um, but we think in some places we can get it done for less, but we want to be safe on that estimation because you never know when you're going to have to put a bridge in and those bridges can get expensive. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the whole idea of demonstration projects, the model mile sure worked with the Atlanta Beltline, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, and the Firefly Trail, that's what they've done. And, you know, it really has worked to bring people around that were naysayers, and now they see it, they see their grandchildren using it, even they might use it, and they don't tell anybody. <laughs> but, you know, it brings people around that might have been against the project in the beginning. You mentioned other sources of funding. Would there be some federal funds that would be available to get this done? Yeah, right now we're only going after state funds because it's a deadline year right now uh, coming up in October. We're working on some, some state grants provided by the DNR, but then we'll kind of set our sights on some federal grants. There is funding in both areas for that. Well, that's really something. Uh, well, where can folks find out more and how could they help? Yes. So we have a lot of information at GeorgiaHighLow.com, and we spell high-low, H-I-L-O, so GeorgiaHILO.com is where our information is, and by helping out, you know, it's been really beautiful to see um, some donations come in from people that we don't even know, um, so donations help. We're still trying to close up a gap of about $10,000 needed for that concept master plan funding that we're paying to the PATH Foundation for this so we can get to that next step. 
So every little donation helps us close in that gap of that $10,000 still needed. My younger brother's a bike nut, and I could just see him going nonstop from Athens all the way to Tybee Island, no matter how long it took. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well, and he can also come along with us this fall. Every fall, we have a ride. It's a fundraiser for the trail. It's called the Athens to Savannah Ride. And I ride along with everybody. I designed a dirt road ride, so they call it gravel. Um, So you either can choose if you want to do a gravel ride or a road ride. And I do the gravel ride, so I do dirt roads from Athens to Savannah. It's a four-day gravel ride or a three-day road ride, and it's 285 miles either way you cut it. So um, that's the fundraiser. We've got about 100 people signed up right now. We probably have 150 by the time we start on October 19th. So your brother can come along with us on that crazy adventure. (laughs) I'll let him know. (laughs) Well, this is is great. This is going to be fun to watch, and it sounds like, you have already uh, built momentum and, uh, with your enthusiasm. So thanks for letting our listeners know about this, Mary Charles. Great. Thank you so much. We also have a film on our website that if people want to learn more about why I'm crazy enough to do this and who's behind it with me, there's a film on our website that they can check that out as well. It's called Searching High and Low. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.